You're listening to Boudoir Therapy, hosted by Darlene Wong. I fly over oceans in my sleep. Join me in my private boudoir where I raise the volume in the presence of coveted, feminine, and empowering business women I call the queens. I can't we just be? You are not living life if you are not living your inner art. I have to constantly be reminding myself that I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. There's always someone out there who wants to destroy your happiness. They're sneaky. Find ways to friend you to be the best thing that you have possibly ever encountered. And then they strike and their true authentic self comes out. It's happening every single day. And more and more, now that I'm starting to speak up, now that it's time to speak my voice. If you haven't listened to my first full moon special, listen to it a little bit closer before listening to this one. My readings are from my journal, little bits and pieces so that you can get to know me personally, so that you can get to know what a queen has to do in order to inspire. It's not that easy. There are lots of you out there who fear to do what you feel you need to do. You're afraid of losing, of being judged, of being told that this just isn't the time. Well, of them. Boudoir therapy is about creating a space that is safe where you are allowed to inner express whatever desires you want without any feelings of guilt. This is this has nothing to do with being selfish. This has nothing to do with gaining world power. This has all to do with knowing how to handle negative energy and how to protect yourself, how to protect your sacred vessel so that you can keep fighting for what you believe in. I'm picking up from last time's full moon special. It was the end of October 2016. I went over to pick up the boys from his house. He said to stop using him as a punching bag. I bursted out laughing. I couldn't believe he was using that one on me again. I forgot something and went back up. He wanted a hug. I hugged him on the staircase and he started to whisper and his eyes had tears in them. He said, it didn't have to be this way. I responded, it's going to be okay and patted him on the back. He turned his face away and headed up and slammed the door. I remember he had told me once, life is not fair. And I remember responding, I learned that life's just never fair. I had a judgment written up so that I can go and pick up my belongings. You know, when you separate, you split things, right? And especially that we had two children and we were married, it's 50-50. Well, this was the second try. The first time didn't work out. The second time, I was accompanied by the police at 6 p.m. We found him in the driveway. I wanted some of the children's things. I wanted some of my work things. He refused to let me have any of it. He said I wasn't entitled and that he's not letting me in. I begged him at least to give me the winter tires. Let's just say it is really unfair. He didn't let me go in. I didn't get my winter tires and the police couldn't do anything. Even with a judgment that I had to pay for to get my things. Yeah, 
It's uh, part of the law as well too. If you have a judgment to pick up your belongings and the homeowner does not want to let you in, then they're allowed to reject your, you know, your presence. Unfair, right? Everything is my fault. Everything is my fault. I'm addicted to my medication, Darlene, and it's all your fault. You're going to die old and lonely. Told me to lie to the kids. He told me he wanted to kill himself. He blames me for even taking the medication his doctor prescribed. It doesn't matter what I did. It was always my fault. I wrote a poem. It's called, It Is All My Fault. It is my fault because I cared too much. It is my fault because I am sensitive. It is my fault because I trusted you. It is my fault because I allowed it to happen over and over again. It is my fault because I planted my seeds. It is my fault because I didn't know. But now I know. I know me. I am caring, I am sensitive, I am vulnerable, and I know when enough is enough. I underwent therapy about two to four times a week. I had a social worker from the CLSC, and I had um, a psychotherapist who taught me how to communicate with his kind of behavior, and I had an NLP therapist to help me reconnect with myself. There was a lot of self-discovery moments in this transition in my life. And one of the things I had realized I had the only possible control over is living in the moment and living life to the fullest. In order for that to happen, well, I needed to know who I was, where I was, what I wanted, what I didn't. I had to make informed choices in the moment. I had to make decisions towards my life without feelings of regret. And all of this made me change my perspective and reflected self-realization. I had discovered how powerful the mind was. My universe is created by my mind. I started to understand the deeper meaning of life. I started to act beyond what's on the surface and really took the time to study the deeper implications and aspects of my life. There were so many directions to it. So I started with a symbol. A symbol I felt has been following me since I started to recognize her. That's my dragonfly. How does a dragonfly come to earth? How is a dragonfly born? Well, a dragonfly comes from an egg. The egg settles in calm waters. It then transforms into a larva or a nymph, kind of like a little alien. The dragonfly nymphs live in the water while they grow. Most of its life for up to four years. The exuviae, that's the shedding of its skin on a stem of a plant. That's when it becomes a young dragonfly. Adult dragonflies then live for two months. Is that a reflection of my life? Was I born in the calm waters? Am I a nymph? When will I shed my skin? I feel like I've shed it over and over again. And I'm reliving a new life every two months. How can I keep doing this? This is exhausting. I just want to be me. I am transparent. I am authentic. I do not want to change who I am. But I don't feel like I belong anywhere. I have to create my own tribe. Not even the closest members of my family really, truly want to understand what is going on, how I feel, or acknowledge 
that what I'm going through is real. I'd like to end this full moon special by wrapping up the last moments I had with my ex-family to my ex-mother-in-law. Sunday, December 18, 2016. Hello. So you keep secrets from your husband and your children and you lie to them. And if something happens in your family, something negative, you immediately feel it on the surface and internally and it impacts you. Therefore, it reflects badly on you and you need to portray perfection to others even to yourself. And since I've told you that your son is suicidal and addicted to his medication, you felt so threatened. Instead of preoccupied about his well-being, you've prioritized your image as opposed to your family. Isn't family everything? Like it states in your vestibule I designed for you. So in order to deflect the actual concern around your son's unhealthy mental state and addiction, you decide to force all the attention towards your other daughter-in-law and your other son. Once again, very, very mature way of dealing with the problem. I applaud you. So if I get this straight, your daughter-in-law suffers if your son is suffering, my ex. I suffer if I tell the truth. Your kids want to believe you but are so confused and your husband has no idea what's happening because you hide secrets from him about everything. How did you figure it would be a good idea to cancel the family therapy meeting right after we had our meeting at the mall, you know, where my mom works, to avoid me coming out and telling everyone the truth about what is happening to your son, my ex? Well, I regret it now, but hey, there's always tomorrow. I'm eager to tell your four kids and their kids and their partners and your partner who doesn't know what the hell is going on. You don't care who gets hurt, do you? As long as you look perfect and people compliment on what a beautiful family you have. But I'm such a nice girl and we've always been able to communicate. I'm sure we could figure something out. What do you think? What do you propose? Because I have a great idea. Can I share it? Oh, please, 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 please. I'm very considerate and honest. And bye if I had that much proof to show the judge. Hmm? I liked you. Actually, I loved you. I loved you and my father-in-law for always treating me with respect for the wonderful family times together and you having my back. I've said this before and I meant it. You are the best mother-in-law I could have ever had and I thank you and I'm, and I'm grateful you trusted me in your home because I know you know I am trustworthy. I'm a nice girl. So here's what I suggest. First, be strong, stronger than ever, because I know you haven't had an easy life. I can see it in your eyes. You've told me bits and pieces every time we met, and that must have been hard to do because in this world, in your world, you do have a hard time trusting, don't you? So you get jealous easily, and you have a husband you love but won't look at you, even if you look perfect, and who doesn't understand your suffering, so you yell, and even that doesn't grasp his attention. Not even the hurt you made your kids go through would get his attention or intervention. One thing I've learned in the last three years is that if mom isn't happy, nobody is. I know that one now. I feel it. And so you yell. You abuse and are insecure all because in the end, you are depressed. But family sees this. Your family sees this as a crazy dramatic annoying mom. And that doesn't make you feel good. And that's unfair. So be strong. Get help. And tell your son the things he needed to hear a long, long time ago. He's begging you. He needs you. Drop everything for him. He wants to feel spoiled and loved by his mother. Be strong. Intervene. Second, stop immediately your gossip and pathological lying. I hate it. 
There's no need to tell lies. Be honest with yourself. At least do it for Noah and Liam. They deserve the truth from Bubby. Thirdly, I am your family. I gave you two grandkids. Without me, you don't have them. But I don't intend on distancing them from you. I expect a lot from you now. I want to keep a decent relationship with everyone. I have never spoken badly to anyone, and the only time they were upset was when your son, my ex, and you made up lies. Or when you'd make your children and husband believe I'm the reason your other child and daughter-in-law are upset. That's you. Always finding a way to create more drama. I hate it. It's tiring. When you do this, your daughter-in-law gets abused physically by your son. What a circle. I, I have the proof that your other daughter gets surprisingly, ragingly angry at me. The other one too. And you act like you're so sad about it all. And your husband has no emotion. There's no empathy. He doesn't feel. Even there, you can't get his attention and you will never. But you won't accept it. And believe me, I know that hurts on the deepest parts of your heart and soul. But you have to find a way to make yourself happy. You have to start to realize that you're worth it and you deserve to be happy. You deserve to live your inner art. But that takes strength and we don't all know how to do it. You just need to be careful with who you trust. After all, family is everything. My boudoir private space is a realization that we create the environments to grow in. Those environments are created first within ourself, in our mind, and then with the closest surroundings. A realistic space curated for you is meant to be felt with nurture, warmth, and unconditional love. Just imagine if you can just create what you desire. Feeling is the primary sense of all human beings. We are born to feel, but sadly, not all are taught real, honest, authentic, pure, true emotions. It's about time we design our own life, our own experience in the comfort of our own home. We need to create boundaries. We need to feel what's unfair. We need to punch back at the world to let them know that you do stand your ground and that you respect yourself more than anything else. Because if that is lacking, how in the hell are you supposed to go until tomorrow? Think about it. What did you get out of this dose of boudoir therapy today? What's the space you want to create? What is the space you want to create to help you heal in your journey and discovery to who you are? And forget about those who don't accept you. You're not here to prove to anyone. You're here to live. What is your intention? What is your vision? Now put your invisible crown on and get out the door and go live a life that's unfair but fulfilling. I fly over oceans and by sea. If you enjoyed the voice of Boudoir Therapy, please leave your review on iTunes. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And every Tuesday is Social Tuesday. I'll be active on social media if you have any questions. And don't forget the full moon special. Listen in a little bit closer to my story. Want to personalize your boudoir therapy experience? Visit www.darlenewong.com under DW Boutique to purchase your copy of Boudoir Therapy, a self-deserving journal made by me just for you.
and never, never stop living your inner art. Because you deserve it.